there with another episode of Stories and Songs for you today. How many of you have ever seen a Bigfoot? Or do you think you might have? Have you ever been out in the forest and heard something, smelled something, or seen something that made you wonder if there might be a Bigfoot nearby? You know, they say these creatures have been the subject of pictographs, Native American legend, and modern-day media. They can exist all over the world and are given different names by the people who believe in them. According to the experts, they might be called a Sasquatch, a Yeti, a Winnebago, or by some other name. But they are said to be covered in hair, to possess human-like features, to vocalize and talk with each other like we do, or screech and scream like the great apes, and that they are also very observant. It is said they are mainly herbivores, though some seem to eat meat, and that they make shelters to sleep in by bending trees or stacking them. They also knock on trees and communicate over long distances that way, and sometimes they leave a footprint or two behind. Today, you'll hear two stories. Neither are very long, so I thought I'd share them both. Creature Seen in Chocolock Valley. Newspaper Report, 1936. Sheriff W.P. Cotton and two of his men were called to a farm bordering the Chocolock Valley last week in answer to Mr. Arthur Baker and his family. The sheriff said it isn't one he'll soon forget. Mr. Baker said he was working in his fields when a hairy-like man-creature approached him walking on all fours, as in the manner of an ape. Baker said when the creature came close to the fence, it stood upright and began making sounds as if trying to speak. Baker said it stood about six to seven foot tall and had human-like features, including the hands and feet. When Mr. Baker tried to make a run for anything to use as a weapon, he said the creature dropped on all fours again and raced off into the forest. Meanwhile, at a nearby farm, a man and his wife said they had seen the same creature near their barn and garden on two occasions. We started to shoot it until we saw how human-like it was, the farmer told the sheriff. Sheriff Cotton and his men found footprints at the second location in the vicinity of the fence. As far as I could tell, those were the hand and footprints of a human-like creature, or maybe an ape, the sheriff said. Not a month before, Sheriff Cotton had received a report of some hunters near the Chocolat Creek who had been chased from their camp by several of these creatures. They said the creatures threw rocks and sticks at them and surrounded their camp. One of the hunters fired a couple of shots at them but missed, chasing them away long enough for the group to make a run for their truck, which was parked about a mile away. But the hunters told Cotton they were pursued to the truck and pelted with rocks as they drove away. There is speculation that these sightings are due to an escape of two apes from a circus passing through a few years before. Cotton believes the apes could have survived out in the mountains and might even have produced offspring. 
He speculated that it could be possible for the creatures to have survived in the climate, eating the plentiful plants, nuts, and berries found in the area, and that they could have sustained themselves, and said it would be easy for them to have lived in that remote area for years without discovery. Here's another story, and I can tell you firsthand, it happened right here at the old home place, and I still have no explanation for it except the obvious. I think I had a Bigfoot encounter. I live out in a valley where I have always enjoyed looking for fossils and unusual rocks, and naturally one day it dawned on me when a friend suggested that I could sell rocks for landscaping. So I hand-painted a sign and stuck it in the front yard. It read, Rocks for Sale, A Million Years in the Making, and below that, my phone number. I combined my love of finding fossils and my need for making a living. So, I gathered the rocks and bring them down to my front yard. I sell them by the stack. It's a good little side business that often involves going out off the beaten path in the forest, walking those dry creek beds and those open fields and up and down the ridges. And after a big rain, those rocks are everywhere, of every shape, size, and description, washed out of the ground by the rains and the freezes and brought down from the mountains by the rushing water. On this particular sunny winter day, I was a good way off the beaten path, having driven my Jeep up to a spot where two ridges and a creek bed converge. Just in this one place, there was easily a truckload of beautiful stone just for the taking, and I began tossing them toward the Jeep to load them in the back. As I worked, the wind began to blow, whipping the bare leaves of the trees and blowing those bone-dry leaves across the ground. I caught a scent on the wind. It was a musky odor like that of a dog with wet fur, but also there was a hint of urine in that smell, and I thought there might be a bear in the vicinity. Black bear tend to migrate through our area on occasion, but mainly in spring, and it was a little early. Yet, I kept an eye out just to be on the safe side. Then, not a minute later, I heard the sound of a cracking limb and a sharp snap on the ridge above me. I thought the wind must have caused a limb to break. I listened and scanned the ridge line. The wind had died down, and with it, the forest sounds. The birds stopped singing. There were no squirrels scattering and scurrying in the trees. I kept an eye on that ridge, but couldn't see much for the undergrowth. I had the feeling of being watched, though. That chill up the neck and the feeling of my hair standing on end. But I brushed that off and laughed. My imagination was working overtime. I got lost in thought and started loading rock into the back of the Jeep again, busy for a few minutes when suddenly... From the direction of that ridge, a rock came flying, hurtling through the air with a good momentum. It landed near the pile that I was loading into the jeep. I slowly turned and gave the ridge a good looking over and smelled that scent again as the wind began to blow. Now, I was scared, I'll admit it. I backed away from the hatchback of the jeep moved around toward the driver's side door, never taking my eye off that ridge, as I heard something up there beginning to move, 
snapping limbs as it came. I got into the Jeep and fired it up. I drove away, my eyes on the rearview mirror, until I was back on the main road and driving toward home. I don't know for sure what exactly happened back in that remote hollow that day, but I believe I just might have encountered a Bigfoot. Maybe he was trying to help me. Who knows? I don't know, but I have never gathered rock there nor hiked in that area again. hiking this week keep your eyes open you just never know what you might see and also remember to look behind you there could be a bigfoot all stories and songs written and performed by blues woman alabama annie chast music publishing 2021 stories and songs is brought to you by chast music bringing you the best in live entertainment for your festivals venues and private events Santa Cruz, California. <laughs>